All right. Zero brightness. Episode. What is this? I feel like the last episode. X. Yeah. I feel like the last episode came out approximately 200 years ago. Um, Basically. But so, uh, well, this is 61. That's cool. Okay. Um, so 61 uh, is not going to be a normal episode. It's not going to be edited and it's not going to have music uh, because we're not really talking about video games. We kind of are going to talk about video games, but um, there's too much shit going on. Shit's too real. So I haven't even touched a video game all week. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I haven't even thought about them. Actually, when I fled to my sister's house because I thought they were burning down my neighborhood uh, for a couple days, I did play a, a little bit of Resident Evil 2 because my nephew was stuck. Mm. And he was like, aren't you good at this game? Can you get me past this part? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's fucking cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah, I haven't been playing video games or thinking about video games at all, really. Uh, and I just wanted to talk about what's going on in the world. And I want to talk about w- how that relates to the things that we talk about on the show. Because mm. anyone who listens knows that there are recurring motifs. There's things that we bring up over and over. There's issues that we care about, right? Sure. There, there are plenty of gamer podcasts out there where their hosts are like devoid of like any interesting qualities. Right. I don't think we're your dudes. <laughs> if you like that. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that what's going on right now in, you know, originally it was in Minneapolis, then it was in America and now it's just the whole world. Uh, yeah. It relates very strongly to the stuff that we bring up over and over and the stuff that we talk about over and mm-hmm. over and over. And so I think that we would be remiss in not trying to connect those dots for our listeners and i guess it also might be interesting for the people who care for the listeners who are interested to hear what's been going on from someone who's actually here in minneapolis where this shit popped off um i do like fully understand i guess if someone like isn't interested in this i actually i don't understand fuck you but uh Maybe you can't. I understand if you can't handle this right now because this shit is really fucked up and maybe you're just not in a place where you can like mentally handle it because like I don't think anyone here can either. And we're just like we have to we have to deal with it, you know, Um, because they're out here doing this shit. But so I will say if you're not planning on listening to the rest of this episode right now, I am going to say up top that. uh, Well, I'll say what I said on our Patreon and what I've said in a few different places uh like on social media which is fuck the police <laughs> the official position of zero brightness is fuck the police mm-hmm. we reject police and racial violence we demand justice for the people who are the victims of such actions uh we support people supporting their communities and coming together to help each other and ending police violence, ending the fucking police, fuck the police. If you want to help, um, originally, you know, I was posting links to Minneapolis, but like I said, it's fucking everywhere now. Yeah. If you want to help, um, bail funds are a pretty urgent need. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's an emerging urgent need. Like 
around the country as protests are heating up places. Yeah. Uh, after bail funds, uh, community aid is the other urgent need. I mean, in Minneapolis, like shit got burned down, but even beyond that, everything closed and the National Guard right. came in. So people who are in certain parts of towns and don't have cars basically can't get access to food, you know, f uh, first aid items, anything that they need for them and their families. So that's the big thing. If you want to put your money somewhere, um, you know, support uh, food shelves, aid centers for people who are impacted, support bail funds, um, and then, you know, support organizations that are working towards systemic change. Uh, here in Minneapolis, the big thing is defunding the police. Uh, mm, we are know. trying to destroy the Minneapolis police by taking away all their money because a lot of people don't know this. Most of the funding for police comes from outside sources. Like they get a shit ton of money from the government. It depends on where you are, but they also pick up tons of contracts from places. Yeah. And in some cities, they also like force you to contract with the police if you're a certain kind of business or having a certain kind of event. So, right. Yeah. Like big shows. You need to have like four cops there and mm -hmm. you have to pay for it while they're on overtime or whatever. Yeah. So it's very expensive. It's a ton of money. And yeah, so that's all going down here. Basically, everybody's canceling their contracts with the police. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's called the defund movement. That's going to be everywhere if it isn't already everywhere. Yeah. I was uh, today. I was actually looking at the uh, budget for my city. And it's kind of like shocking and ridiculous, like less than a million dollars a year for like the budget to help homeless people. But then like $470 million to fund the police. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know how much, how that's broken down salaries versus like tanks and shit. But um, yeah, I mean, we can defund. Like, I mean, that's a lot of fucking money to go to the police just to, like, not protect and service. Right. And that's been a problem that's been ongoing my whole life, but especially my whole adult life. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when I was in high school, I actually edited a documentary that some other people shot that was about the over militarization of the police. Um, sure. And this would have yeah. been in, like, 2004 or 2005. Mm -hmm. And what had happened back then was that uh, the Patriot Act happened, you know, post 9-11. And mm -hmm. well, a lot of people did not know because this was not made, you know, this wasn't spread around publicly. It was public knowledge if you were looking for it. But a lot of people didn't know this, that in the Patriot Act, they gave local chapters of law enforcement a stipend to spend on anti-terrorism. Yeah. But it was use it or lose it. So most of these people didn't need anything, but they got right. this like $100,000 or $200,000 or whatever it was, or probably more. And it was like, if you don't spend it, you have to give it back. So they all started doing crazy shit. And we found out that Edina, Minnesota, which is like a super rich suburb, historically a whites only suburb is a mm -hmm. fun fact for you. Um, still basically the white man's paradise. Those motherfuckers bought a tank. Of course they did. Like, they're going to roll the tank through the Galleria when, like, the end times come? Like, what the fuck? Why well, do you have a fucking tank? From what I understand from that, they're buying these, like, militarized vehicles 
uh, secondhand from the armed forces. So it's like army surplus mega discount tanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. And it's just ballooned in the years since to where like we have these over militarized police forces that are barely trained and they're led by complete sociopaths. Like, yeah. Like why do local cops need a tank? Yeah. Like the only reason to get a tank is to like blow up big things and kill people. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why do you know, why do they have assault rifles and automatic weapons? And why do they have all this riot gear? And it's like, it's, it's completely insane, and mm-hmm. it's largely led by people. Like, in Minneapolis, the, the head of the police federation is Bob Kroll, who is a complete and utter psychopath. He has a rap sheet that is insanely long of killing and maiming people. He um, supports, like, all these crazy training that, like, nobody supports because it's basically just how to kill people. Uh, he's pro-violence he's super racist he's of course pro-trump like it's just complete madness and it's like that's who our cops voted in as their leader like that's who they want that's our police force so that is a generalization i can make (laughs) because it's also you can look at the votes like it's not very many people voting you know it's like 800 people or maybe like 700 people and like 500 of them over 500 of them voted for him. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Even our police chief denounced what happened last week. But at the same time, he's been involved in scandals with, like, some of his officers, like, shooting unarmed students and shit. So the, the police acting cute during all this is, like, one of the most, like, revolting things. Oh, yeah. Like, doing the photo op, bend a knee, and then two hours later, they're tear-gassing crowds. Yeah, that's been happening everywhere. And it's like, I mean, that's the culture of the police. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what they do. And that's why there need to be, like, huge reforms, if not just complete dismantling. Because they also have legal protection to do that. Like, they have things like, uh, like certain types of immunity. And uh, they also have, like, they have their unions fighting for them. So someone can kill a guy get fired and then get rehired with back pay and like all that stuff happens behind closed doors or like out of the sight of the media until something like this happens and everything has to be accounted for. Also it's, it's widely known. This isn't a conspiracy theory anymore that white supremacist cells have infiltrated the police forces all over the country. Yeah. The, The FBI did studies on it pre-Trump era like this is well known like uh, unfortunately a lot of it's redacted but uh, all this shit is well known so yeah I mean the police force in America is I mean like widely white supremacist yeah exactly and even just in this last week we have evidence coming out that in multiple cities the police actually colluded with white supremacist militias Crazy. To suppre- where was that in Portland? Uh, in Portland, and I believe in Dallas, there was mm-hmm. a, another city, and there might have even been three by now. Because people people keep sending me this shit. Because uh, I immediately, once stuff started going down in Minneapolis, I said 
there are cops who are out of uniform who are doing stuff. Yeah. And the more time passed, the more I kept saying that. And now the evidence is coming out. Um, and it's it's real. Like, and I'll, yeah. I'll talk more about what's going on here, but like the shit is real. You see it all over the country, like police dropping off pallets of bricks at protest spots mm-hmm. and cops breaking windows. A whole bunch of cops have been caught breaking their own car windows and stuff. Yeah. I mean, not not that no rioting happened and nobody burned shit down, but they're really like escalating in. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and let me, okay, let me give the timeline of what happened in Minneapolis uh, that starts off not about me and then I'll kind of give my perspective. But essentially last week, which was like a hundred years ago, um, <laughs> police responded to a routine call about a counterfeit $20 bill that uh, a convenience store called in because they're a check cashing place. So legally they have to do that to keep their license. Um, The owner who is an Arab dude who is like super apologetic and like paid a bunch of money to the family and is like, seems pretty utterly like heartbroken about this. He said like the cops never show up. It's not like a call that summons police. Like, I don't know how this happened, but Mm -hmm. basically they came they detained the guy uh, who we now know as uh, his name is George Floyd. And they detained him for trying to use a counterfeit $20 bill. There's now there's the full video of everything that happens. And it seems like they put him in the back of a cop car, beat him in the cop car, pulled him out of the cop car, beat him some more. Four officers did this. And then one officer named Derek Chauvin kneeled on the back of his neck and asphyxiated him to death and initially nothing happened to any of these officers like this was just reported they said then they released a statement saying hey there was a death there was a it was a call resisting arrest we had to kill him uh but the video was immediately put out into the world and people Mm -hmm. saw what happened and they saw that he did not resist arrest he didn't do anything at all they literally had him in the back of their squad car and for some reason decided to beat him and then murder him uh and so people immediately started protesting you know getting on the streets saying fuck this fuck the mpd because this is not the first this happens all of the fucking time in america but specifically in minneapolis this happens all the time i mean if you watch the video there's no reconciliation and everybody with an internet connection watched that video. Yeah, exactly. And what's great, dude, what's crazy about this is someone commented this. I think it was on Instagram, but when I, when I made a post saying like, this is how we feel about this, we need to take some time off. Cause we're not going to fucking talk about dreamcast games right now. Uh, <laughs> somebody commented and said, I actually just listened to the first episode of the podcast. And in that episode, you say that the Minneapolis police are insane and they murder people all the time. Fuck. And I, and I went back and I found the clip cause it's like right at the end. And I was like, holy shit that it, cause that's the reality. I think when we yeah. started the show, the, the scandal and I'm, I'm kind of using some sarcasm or I don't even know, because this just speaks to how like dark and like broken and fucked up American society is. But the scandal at the time is that they had 
killed like a rich middle-aged white lady Mm. and that dude got sentenced and put in jail like immediately right like justice you know quote unquote justice came for him and that was a much weirder and thornier situation as well he basically it was it was actually like the first somali police officer and they don't train their their cops so Mm. they basically just threw him out in the street and he accidentally killed someone and then he is just in jail forever jesus christ yeah but and they just they murder so many people and every time there are protests and there is some attempted action and nothing fucking happens and nothing changes i think even the last like high profile uh killing of like a black person which was philando castile um Mm. I think that was in 2018. Honestly, I have no concept of time anymore, so who fucking knows? But when that happened, there were actually protests that were like assaulted by like masked men with guns. Wow. And it's like th- this is just a bigger version of that, but it's just that people are fucking sick of it. Like people are sick of this shit. But Anyway, so with what happened here now, um, basically people went out and started protesting. The protests started growing and gaining a lot of momentum. And by Friday, it was like enormous. And on Friday, early in the day, people started breaking shit, right? Mm. Like people started smashing windows and and breaking places and and like looting you know quote-unquote looting and quote-unquote rioting i don't really want to use either of those terms in a an officious way because they mean different things to different people uh Mm. i people use them as racist dog whistles and other people just Mm -hmm. use them as words uh i am not using them as racist dog whistles i i do believe that there are violent forms of protest that are valid Uh, but I also, you know, we'll get into it. The situation was weird. Anyway, basically what ended up happening was that protesters burned down a police department. Uh, Mm -hmm. they burned down the third precinct in Minneapolis. And that was the day that I kind of knew that something was really fucked with the situation here because Mm -hmm. a few different things happened. First of all, uh, like I said, early in the day, they had got a guy on video who what they later found was a police officer who was going around smashing windows at an auto zone and spray yeah. painting free shit inside, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah. And then later, just after that, it comes out that they had been packing up that police precinct to leave since early in the afternoon and they left sometime around 9 p.m really yeah also at this time zero police and zero like uh military nothing on the streets the streets were dead quiet there were no cops Mm. anywhere so i was suspicious of that they were all around the officer's house protecting him and his family yeah exactly and they had also called in the national guard the national guard were in town but nobody had seen them like Nobody had seen anyone outside of vehicles. And so people were Mm. tracking the vehicle movements, but nobody had actually seen any like personnel. So like my friends were actually at that protest and I was texting all of them like, 
get the fuck out of there now because the military is on the way. The National Guard was on the way. Um, but And they were, but they didn't do anything. The other thing that happened is that on that same night, they burned down a fuck ton of East Lake, which is like that whole district, right? And they burned down a ton of places where people live and places where people work. And that part of town, it's mostly, the businesses are mostly owned by people of color. Like a lot of people of color live and work in that neighborhood. And I was just kind of like, man, there's something fucked up going on here. Cause like, why would you burn down this whole part of town? And why are the cops there getting in on it? Like what's going on, you know? And so the next night they actually ended up in my neighborhood and it looked like the same exact shit was going to happen. Mm. Right. Cause there were still no police out, no national guard out. There were like protests, but then people were saying they were spotting like white nationalists and Nazis at the protests. And suddenly like shit started burning down in our neighborhood. And so we got the fuck out of there. Uh, yeah. We left for a couple days and then, you know, so we were at my sister's house, which is on the edge of the city, and we're out there. And the next night, we're just kind of waiting to see. Like, we went back during the day at, for a little bit, and then we went back to her place to stay because we're like, it's just, like really not safe here. And right. the craziest thing happened. The next night, suddenly the police are out everywhere and the National Guard is everywhere and the fire department is everywhere and they're putting out fires and they're arresting people and they're saying mm. that like everything's going great. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this seems kind of sketchy. And my brother-in-law said, I was in Egypt during the like the Arab Spring uprising movement in Egypt. And he said the cops would do this thing where they would withhold services for a couple days and then come back in and start like, quote unquote, saving everybody right? to try and curry favor with the public. Because at the same time, the protests are also getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Like Mm -hmm. more and more people are protesting. People are not accepting this, quote unquote, help that we're getting from the police. Um so this continues for another day, except at the same time, they're giving press conferences throughout the day. And that's the the mayor, the governor, and the head of the DPS, which is the Department of Public Safety, I think. Yeah. Um, and so those three are giving these press conferences, and they are giving us these weird hints and clues and saying things that would later all be debunked. So the first day they got up and they said, All the people out there burning shit are from out of state. We looked at the arrest records. It's 80% out of state. And they said, we have, we have militias and white nationalists here in town. They're not from Minnesota. They're not Minnesotans. They're the ones setting fires, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And then they started giving people things to look for, which was like cars without plates and other certain things. Uh, So this is like Saturday, I want to say. Sunday comes out that all of that stuff was fake. Uh, None of that was real. It was mostly people from Minnesota that were arrested. And also the arrest records are not matching up with uh, the things that they're claiming people are seeing. So they're saying they're arresting these militia guys with AR-15s. Look at the arrest record. There's like no gun charges. And all the gun charges can be linked to uh something else that's not related to this Hmm. and 
so and also on that same day they let someone drive like a truck through a protest i don't know Jesus. if you saw yeah so and oh yeah and then they arrested him yeah afterwards and they're also using like these weird tactics at protests where they're letting people you know be there for a while and then kind of like you were saying earlier once they turn off the cameras they start tear gassing everybody and doing um mass arrests right yeah. and i don't know i was just kind of like man what the fuck is going on so we came back into town and when we got back into town, we were like, okay, we're going to help out in the neighborhood. We're going to do like, you know, delivery uh, for aid services. And then at night I was like, I'm going to go stand watch. So I went and I got a bunch of, well, I had these already. I had a bunch of floodlights. Some of them are the lights that my band, Another Heaven uses when we play shows. <laughs> the other were some nice. portable floodlights I bought to shoot a video at night. Um, and so I had all these floodlights and then I got old fashioned uh, mic stands from our space which is mm. literally just a 20 pound weight on a stick uh, yeah. because I was pretty sure I was either going to have to decommission a car or bash someone's head in. Uh, <laughs> and it is one of my dreams as like every American male of a certain age to kill a Nazi. So, sure. you know, it's a, uh, it's glorious. God bless you. Anyway. So we get back in the town and we set up, you know, first night for watch. And on this night they had come out and done a press conference and said, okay, Here's the deal. They are leaving cans of gas and containers of gas, so bottles and jars and whatever, of gas all around the city. And you need to go sweep your alleys and find them. You need to make sure that there isn't fl there aren't flammables in your dumpster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Um, and they're lighting cars on fire and doing all this shit. And so when we go out on watch, we checked for all that, didn't find anything. And, you know, we're out all night. And essentially what we saw happen because we had a bunch of people from our building who were doing it and on the nights we weren't there other people from our building did it and they actually saw someone try and light a car on fire they went and put it out um and like we were seeing crazy shit like cars without plates cars full of dudes like all the sketchy stuff um guys mm. who looked like duck dynasty driving around in like beater oh. beater cars right yeah and so we're like okay fuck this but QAnon types yeah exactly and so when we're out on watch, we saw the area was flooded with police and National Guard. So our area, mm -hmm. as, as James experienced once, our area is all one ways. So mm -hmm. it's basically like a big loop. If you drive down any of the main streets, you end up doing a big loop. And they right. were looping our neighborhood with like 20 car convoys mix of police and National Guard. But while they're doing this, we're still seeing those quote unquote, like white nationalists going all around our neighborhood and like doing shit and like starting fires and harassing people. Hmm. And it was crazy because we were like, man, like if we, you know, if we tried to move around our neighborhood in that same way, we would not have been able to, we would have run into a Humvee and been arrested like right away. Right. Yet. All this shit was going on. And then late, way later in the night, we all ended up having to come inside because they had just started doing mass arrests of people on their porch. Like anyone who was out, even on their own property, would be tear gassed or maced and arrested. And they just did a street sweeper motion from one main drag of South to the other and just arrested everybody. 
And these were just people who were in their homes because of the curfew. And they even followed some people into their homes, maced them, and arrested them. That's that freedom y'all love, huh? Exactly. So after that, we were all like, okay, the cops. Oh, also at the same time, they had brought in Black Hawk helicopters, which they were buzzing our neighborhood so low that you couldn't talk over it. Yeah, that's even, an intimidation tactic. Well exactly. Known. Even in our own homes, we were being intimidated by the police. Like, you couldn't go outside. You couldn't talk or do anything when they were flying the helicopters over. The air was just, it still is fucking wretched. Like, you can't breathe it because there's just exhaust fumes everywhere. Mm. And, like, all this crazy shit. And so after that, it was like, dude, I mean, we were always like, fuck the police. But it's like, the police are actually waging like an information campaign and like an intimidation campaign against the people to right. try and prove that we need them. But the only people putting out fires, the only people stopping bad shit from happening are the citizens like of our city. It's like the people who live here who give a shit about their neighborhood. And all we got in return was just arrested and violence. We even Domination. had, yeah, our landlord even came in who we had never met before. It's like the guy who owns our building, I guess, um, mm. came and yelled at me for having shit set up outside. But it's like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Like, I went and introduced myself to the neighbors. I let everyone know that, like, this is who I am. I put a note in our building with my description saying, like, don't call the cops on me. Like, I'm doing yeah. this to, like, help you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just fucking crazy because it was just, like, this whole thing was just the cops trying to fix all the violence and death that they've caused with more violence and with more just like domination, like you said, just a show of force. Yeah, man. It, it really did take them long enough to uh, arrest that fucking cop too. It took them even longer to arrest the other three. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, they, it's like they wanted the city to burn. They, they exactly, they did. And I, I fully believe that the cops have, basically orchestrated all of this and that the city and the state were ready to go along with it until they saw that it wasn't working, that people mm. were not going to stop protesting, that people were not going to stop watching their own neighborhoods, that people were not going to stop helping each other. And then they started giving in to the demands, which was first they upped the charges of the main, you know, the main guy, then they charged the other three. They're all in jail now. Um, and then they also handed well, they did a couple things that were both really sketchy, which is mm -hmm. that first they had to hand the case off to the attorney general of Minnesota from like the state prosecutor because yeah. that, oh, there's some fire trucks rolling by right now. Um, uh, the, the prosecutor is a guy named Freeman and he is a piece of shit and basically always just dumps these cases and doesn't prosecute anybody and like lets people get off. So they had to give it to the attorney general who is like, uh, you know, someone who actually cares about the shit. His name's Keith Allison. Uh, mm -hmm. And they also initially they had released a preliminary autopsy that basically said the cops didn't kill the guy. Right. With the video out there of the cops killing George Floyd. They were like anybody that watched the video knows exactly what happened. Yeah. But and if you watch that video and you have like a differing opinion, 
you're like a hundred percent a total piece of shit yeah exactly but what's crazy is that the family immediately was like hey we are we are actually going to hire someone else to do our own independent Mm -hmm. autopsy it's somebody famous he's like a star he's been in a bunch of famous court cases and before his results even came back they had amended their own to say that it was homicide oh really yeah yeah wow they knew yeah sons of bitches so all this has really proved to me is that well i already knew the cops were evil but essentially that when faced with like the most like evil and depraved behavior of the police like the police themselves and our city and our state instead decided to hurt its own citizens to ruin the lives of its own citizens and to all in the name of you know covering their tracks trying to save face like it's fucking disgusting because even on night one like when they they burned and looted a target and they burned down the police station who gives a fuck like fuck those places burn down every police station i don't give a shit but (laughs) like then they started like i said burning people's homes and businesses and more and more we are seeing video evidence that those are white kids from the suburbs and people who look like police right Mm. like they don't look like us (laughs) and yeah that's where this whole thing gets murky because there's a lot of concern trolling from ill-intentioned white people who are like oh you guys shouldn't be burning stuff and breaking things and it's like no that's wrong but also like people don't want to destroy their own communities psycho cops and suburban riot tourists want Mm -hmm. to destroy other communities and my only hope for all those people is that someday someone comes and fucking burns down your home and lights your fucking car on fire and destroys a place where you work so you know how it fucking feels a lot of people you know of course they're gonna say like a lot of the shit's a conspiracy theory blah 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 but i mean you can verify like over and over the history of this country where you know i think it was in philadelphia the police dropped a bomb on a neighborhood and killed a bunch of people in an apartment comp uh in like a housing complex i mean there's there's a huge history of this and it's 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 not a conspiracy theory yeah i mean there's evidence out there of this shit happening exactly and especially in minneapolis it's been crazy because like twitter is the real media here now right and like that's how we're monitoring the situation and seeing what's going on. It's either literally being out on the street or looking at Twitter. Cause even the new, like the best reporting by the local news media uh, is so flawed and it's just not showing people what is going on and like what is mm. really happening. And what is really happening is that these people have been allowed with like, just with no restrictions to go around, like literally causing terrorism in our city and the more time passes the more it seems that they are working with the police or they are the police and like i said we're getting we're getting evidence from other cities like concrete proof that that is the case and we have evidence here too but it's just we're getting like text message chains that are confirming that the police call in white nationalist militias and this the 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 crazy thing is like this time around they really don't give a fuck because like I'm seeing so many like local uh reporters getting shot and tear gassed. Mm-hmm. Uh like international film crews getting shot and tear gassed. Like they just do not give a fuck. 
No, there's, it seems that they are specifically targeting journalists. Yeah. Uh, and they are maiming uh, journalists uh, and arresting. Yeah, shooting photographers in the face. Yeah. And they're using the the excuse of it not, you know, quote unquote, they're using non-lethal rounds. But like a rubber bullet takes your eye out. A paint yeah. round is literally just a tiny can of paint. Do you mm-hmm. want a tiny can of paint shot out of a gun at your face? Does that yeah. sound like something that is not lethal to you? Like, mm. it's insane. It's fucking insane. But, I mean, the whole world is seeing this. This is now on a world stage. Everyone can see what the fuck is going on. And everyone can see why for decades people have been saying, fuck the police. Because, fuck the police. I mean... Even just for me, like I've been harassed by the cops so much. I've had my home raided multiple times. I've been pulled Mm -hmm. out of my car. I've had, I've basically gotten into like problems with my license and registration and shit because cops have been harassing me. Um, Like singling me out or like uh, one time I got a fake ticket written by a guy who like harassed and detained us for a long time. And I had to go wow. to court and contest it and like all this crazy shit. Like I've been face to face with police guns so many times in my mm-hmm. life and I'm not fucking black. Like I'm not. So right. if I, if I had been a black person, I probably would have died when I was like 16 just based on my luck with the police. Like it's fucking insane. And like Monica, even just having been with me for so long and seen, she hasn't seen all of it, but she's seen enough of it. She's terrified of it. And when this all hit and I was like, I'm going out on neighborhood watch, we have to protect our community. She was fucking terrified. Like, and it's with good reason. Like last night there was some weird shady shit that happened with the national guard on our street and we didn't go all the way out. We just went out to our kind of like enclosed back hallway that has windows. And there was a dude, a national guardsman out there with an assault rifle who like was like looking at us and like pointed at us and was like, I see you like they just want to fucking kill and they don't give a shit. You know, it's fucking crazy. And they're dressed up like GI Joe. Yeah. You go with their fucking Punisher logos. Yeah. And that people have been seeing that here that their Punisher logos sprayed on the front of Humvees. Like, that's so lame low flying Blackhawks like they think they're in the movie Black Hawk Down or they're in fucking Call of Duty like that's how these guys think that's who these fucking people are and that's why we're saying dismantle the police you know the public isn't a combatant you know they're not the enemy the you if you're a if you're a, a a cop and you see the public is an enemy you probably shouldn't be a fucking cop. Well, <laughs> no one should be a cop at this point. <laughs> well, mean, the biggest problem with policing, in my opinion, if, if you really wanted to pick a root cause, it's impossible. And I'm not saying I'm doing that. But if you were asking me to pick one, I would say that it's that cops aren't from the communities they police. Right. Uh, overwhelmingly, the numbers show they're not from the places they police. And we know that. We can see mm-hmm. that. Sure. So it's like, even if you get a cop that's like, quote unquote, nice to you, like they're full of shit. Like right after Trump got elected, someone fucked up my sister's car, her cars and like her garage area all got like really badly vandalized. 
And so she called the cops and this fucking old fat guy looks like straight out of a, a weird 80s movie shows up and he's like really nice. But he's basically like, well, you know, I mean, I don't know what we can do. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. anything happened here. I mean, I don't. It just seems like it was some kids being butt in skis. <laughs> That's what he actually fucking said. And it was like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure in White Bear Lake or wherever the fuck you live that like, it's like just kids having some mischief. But like Donald Trump just got elected. Hate crimes are up. We have the only brown family in the whole fucking neighborhood gets their mm. shit vandalized. Like this is a serious matter. And this dude was just like, well, I'm sorry this happened to you, but you know, nothing to see here. And you can see the escalation of that, which is that when these guys come in from out of state and from the fucking suburbs and they don't live in the city and they don't care about the city, they're terrified of black people. They're terrified of people in the city. And so when they see someone like George Floyd, who's just a normal fucking guy, they're like, I have to kill you. Yeah, man, these fucking the the things that things that's like so crazy to me is that like cops are supposed to be like brave you know, like, oh, big, tough, brave men. But they're, like, the first to be, like, total cowards and just pull out a gun and kill someone. Yeah. For yeah. sure. A hundred percent. And it's, like, how is that brave? Like, yeah. what, where in your value system is that what constitutes bravery? Because if that's the case, you need to fix yourself yesterday. Fuck them. Fuck them. But, you know. I guess the point, the point of all this, besides fuck the police, dismantle the police, the police are a white nationalist terrorist organization that is currently waging a campaign against urban areas in the country. Other salient points you can imagine. I mean, look into the history of it. Like, it was basically formed to protect rich people's property. Yeah, exactly. Um, the point of this is that we talk about the issues we talk about on the show because of moments like this and what's happening right now. Um, Media, in my opinion, has a huge influence on the way that people think and Mm. on the way that people uh, process the information that's set in front of them, right? So, for example, this is something interesting that's kind of coming out is like, what are the effects of TV on how you humanize people, right? Mm. Um, and there's been a, a small movement going on right now of people saying, hey, if you played a cop on TV, you're getting residuals from that. You should be donating some of that money right now because mm. the real police are, you know, acting horribly and you previously had done your part to portray them in the media as relatable as human right yeah what the fuck eric estrada (laughs) yeah exactly not a comrade and on the flip side of t i I see ice t doing it oh yeah ice t is a fucking comrade dude ice t is like fuck the police (laughs) ice t is like cop killer dude hell yeah Yeah, he is cop killer fuck yeah dude (laughs) Fuck yeah, I see cop killer. I mean, the point is that on the flip side, the way that you get a country that can accept the police killing black people is that you have dehumanized black people 
to yes. the point where the majority of people don't see them as human. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting thing happening now, too, where even in remarks by, you know, uh, Mayor Cuomo, who's like everyone's, you know, hero daddy now because he like sort of gives a shit about COVID-19, like, okay, Um, and he doesn't like Donald Trump, like fucking get in line. Um, Anyway, uh, (laughs) get in line with everyone else that has at least three or more brain cells. Yeah, exactly. Zero brightness is firmly anti bootlickers. There's going to be some bootlicker (laughs) shit talking in here, too. Like, anyway, the point is that he was like, I've never you know, we haven't seen this use of police powers and in, you know, centuries or some crazy shit like that. And it's like um, every time there is a protest involving Native American people. They send in the military. Mm-hmm. They send in the actual fucking military. Like they did it at Standing Rock. And I think that was in 2016. And it's like, yeah. dude, like, what the fuck? How does that happen? Well, the U.S. has spent hundreds of years dehumanizing Native American people to the point where people do not see them as human. And you think about media representation. Where are Native American people in media? Where are they in TV and movies? Where the fuck are they in video games? Like, yeah. What? There's only one Michael Horace and only one Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> yeah, and like, no. Uh, and it's like, w- so when we talk about representation in games, when we talk about representation in the games industry, mm. and we talk about these issues, when we talk about how video games treat women or brush mm. off sexual assault or paint them in a certain light, it's it's not because we're fucking ultra sensey boys and we want everyone to give us like brownie points for like caring. It's because mm. if you don't have these conversations, whether you mean to or not, you will start to think of those people as less than human. Sure. You'll start to think of women as less than human. You'll start to think of people of a different race than you as less than human. And if you don't think I'm right, I'd like to introduce you to a website called Reddit which is literally just a hub for people who think that everybody but white males are not people. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can think of the, the humanization, like, you know, back when your grandpappy was a kid, he would play cowboys and Indians. Yeah. And, you know, you'd play cops and robbers. And, uh, you know, later on we had, like, fucking shit like Rambo and Platoon, where you're just, like, blowing away, like, 300 Asian guys without names. Yeah. You know? And then in the, in the 90s, we got all the terrorist movies, right? And you're yeah, killing a bunch of other brown people with no names. And, you know, and exactly. so on and so forth. You know, Dirty Harry is blowing away a bunch of black dudes that, you know, talk in a really, like, stereotypical way. You know? Yeah, exactly. And once again, I came of age at a time when racism towards Arabs was very, very popular. It was, like, the mm-hmm. hottest shit. Not only in real life, but also in the media, like you're saying. And so, like, I came of age at this time when it's like, you can just portray these people as less than people. So I can, through media, become less than human. Mm -hmm. And even for people to think of me as human, they have to relate my existence to white people. Um, Mm -hmm. This is an interesting conversation I saw one of my friends bring up on Facebook, which is that a lot of people in America who are our age, probably um, their first encounter, a lot of people of color in America uh, who are around our age, um, their first encounter with racism was most likely someone telling them 
either that they didn't act their ethnicity mm. or that they could pass for white, mm. which is wow. fucking horrible. And which are totally things that I heard said to me at the same time that I was told I was a terrorist and asked if I knew who did nine 11 and all sorts of shit like that. So it's like, you cannot fucking win because you're either less than human or you are close enough to human, AKA white to be considered worthy of anything, attention, love, consideration, space, yeah. you know, etc. And so that's why we have these conversations and that's why they're so important and why we are never going to stop having them. Well, I would assume that like a lot of like white people in middle America have probably like never even like met an Arab person or a person from India or something like that. So like if they're growing up, all they have are those caricatures. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like video games, it's such a, just a cesspool of that. Mm. Like, there are so many times when I just don't even want to support them or talk about them or engage with them at all because it's just all like glorification of white male violence, the subjugation of women and non-white people. And those are just like the core values of like so much of this shit. And that's just looking at the content. That's not looking at the meta content. That's not looking at the fact that you cannot play online games without people calling you racial slurs or bullying you into stopping forever if you're a woman. And right. like, once again, other conversations that are coming up around this issue and around police violence and all these sorts of things is like, why is it incumbent on people who are in the minority to be the most brave? to educate everyone, to tell everyone how they should act and think in order to be compassionate. Like, why is it fucking our job? Why do we have to keep educating you? Like, mm. it shouldn't be our job. You should be able to fucking do this without us saying, like, it's not okay that women can't play games online because they'll get bullied off. Or, like, it's not okay that, like, the default word for, like, a loser is a racial slur or a slur against gay people or whatever. Like, yeah. these things are not okay and I don't understand why it's people who are racial or sexual minorities or whatever that have to keep telling quote unquote mainstream game culture that it's not okay. It's just so deep seated in our culture that I mean, and it's, it's so fought against too. It's not like, well, maybe a loud minority fights against it, but uh, like, the the culture against progress is just like so stifling in this country. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really do feel like the culture against progress is a minority. Like I would hope less than 20% of Americans really feel like Donald Trump is like good for the world. But I don't know, man, just, well, unless we have like a hundred percent, like compulsory voting we'll never know how many how much of america thinks this shit is right you know yeah but. well and that's that's why things like media representation and messaging really matter because it's like by the numbers we can say oh a bunch of people are saying this but who's getting heard 
Yeah. You know, who's getting to the front of the pack? Who's being promoted? It's an unfair system. It's an unequal race. So like we need to see more and more of those voices being heard and people who are at these certain positions in the industry, like making these statements, you know, because otherwise it does just seem like there is no progress and there is a culture against progress. I think we need to see more class unity because if we see more class unity, I think the, the racism breaks down a lot more, you know, everybody's like, uh, you know, white supremacy and shit, but it's really like poor folks should fucking look out for each other because we have this fucking giant monster like looming above us. You know what I mean? And that monster controls all power and it's like us versus the monster, you know? Yeah. Well, but there's a lot of, you know, distance matters, right? Like the reason that you see more of that in an urban area than in a, in a rural area is because in an urban area, everyone is on top of each other. So you sort of have to make peace with each other, regardless of what you, I guess, like feel at your core, right? Like Mm -hmm. you just have to do that. Um, But then you've got people who are in rural areas or people who don't engage with the outside world and they're just being fed media and they're just being fed Mm. the internet. And that's when this kind of stuff becomes like really, really important. And so like if games, for example, start messaging like that or start using their media as a way to like spread positive messaging about things like that or messaging that's like in favor of change like that could actually change some people's minds like sure we are seeing more and more via you know testimonials and essays and stuff that people really do take the things they see in video games to heart and if something can strike a chord with someone you can actually like create some sort of change like in that person but then you're thinking about the game like the games we play for the show like where do we see that you know i mean Night in the Woods, which we didn't even fucking talk about. Um, <laughs> and, you know, maybe things like Devotion. Um, certain other games have really powerful, like, social messaging. But mm-hmm. so many other games where it's like, what? <laughs> like, and it's even like this whole thing, you know, this whole situation right now has really shined a light on how many people have a platform and choose to do nothing with it. Well, like... Even when we're playing a game and it uses a female character and it doesn't sexualize her, we like praise the game for just like <laughs> doing the bare minimum. <laughs> Bootlicker shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. And so it's like we're we're looking at these games, it's like you have a platform. Like mm-hmm. you should do something with it, or at the bare minimum, you should seed in some sort of like positive ideas or address the things that happen to people every day. And I feel very strongly about that with horror games because they're largely narrative. They're Mm -hmm. dramatic stories, meaning they would fall in like the genre of drama. Um, They largely involve real people. So it's like, why aren't we getting more things like devotion or night in the woods where you address like how economics shape people's outlook or how a certain culture Mm -hmm can shape someone's outlook towards religion or or things like that, or like racism. I mean, racism, racism exists in video games occasionally as like a mission objective. Like I was talking (laughs) to my nephew about this shit and he was like, Oh yeah, you can like kill some KKK guys in red dead redemption too, but you can also call the cops on them. Wow. And I was just like, 
This game sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'd kill the KKK guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what, you know, if someone in a game wanted to include that, th- this is another, okay, another evergreen sometimes, Look, man, sometimes you just got to kill your great-parent, great-grandparents in a video game. <laughs> yeah, maybe your fucking great-grandparents, sure. <laughs> I mean, here's, I bring this up all the time, and I'll never, another thing I'll never stop bringing up, right, is that when a game raises uh, controversial, troubling, you know, in capital I important themes and doesn't mm-hmm. fully deal with them, that's the reason why. Because if you want to include these themes, which you should in your game, that's like a somewhat real world related drama. Yeah. Why wouldn't you actually explore them? And so that's like such a great example where it's like, I, I think Mafia 3 is another game that they tried to kind of do a KKK thing. Yeah. Um, we talked about it in the episode about uh, that terrible fucking HP Lovecraft game. What was it called? A Sinking City. Uh, how like the KKK is randomly in there. And it's like, you know, you put them in the game, I guess. But if they're just there for like, quote unquote, real world flavor, you can fucking suck it because that is bullshit (laughs) like you need to address that like this represents racism that is real that you've now brought to exist in your world which i support but then there's gotta be something else too man like it can't just be like oh there's one mission where you kill the kkk or something i mean i'm okay with that like let me kill some Ku Klux clowns yeah i mean obviously like i said i mean nazis (laughs) kkk they're all the same to me and like i said every red-blooded uh american male who is like 15 at a time before now probably wants to kill a nazi before they die Mm. uh and but it's like i just want to see something deeper like i want to see something that examines the issue more and shows more how it would exist in a world, right? Because we exist in a world that is completely dominated by racist, classist criminals, and we see how their ideologies have infected everything around us. So don't just give me a game where there's a mission where I kill the KKK. Like, that's that doesn't seem to be enough to me. You know what I mean? Man, if you think black people are dangerous, let me tell you about the U.S. military. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Exactly. Yeah. I was saying the fucking conservatives are scared of Antifa, but little did they know that I was bringing some like Hezbollah flavor to like our neighborhood. Dude, Fuck you guys. Antifa shit. Man, they're just really grasping at straws for a bad guy here, huh? Yeah, exactly. They can't be the bad guy that hard that they have to like make up boogeymen. Yeah, exactly. Like well, the only like- Antifa people I know are like, crust punks that like have to borrow your guitar strap before their punk band plays yeah i was gonna say the biggest antifa so for people who don't know antifa is short for anti-fascist it's not an organization it's an ideology and people start chapters of it like Mm -hmm. around the country and a big uh, crust punk thing like 10 10 years ago yeah down here yeah, same. And I was going to say the biggest Antifa operation that I've ever heard of uh, was that this black metal band uh, in town that had a guy, their lead singer liked to cosplay as a Nazi, oh, uh, God. which, of course, he trotted out the, uh, oh, it's just a historical recreation mm-hmm. bullshit. But like we've all watched Peep Show. We know what that's <laughs> about. 
fuck you. Uh, anyway, the point is that they uh, they organized to show up to his show and punch him in the face, <laughs> which is so fucking cool. And he ran like a little baby and he moved away. I mean, every red-blooded American should appreciate that. Yeah. If you don't want to punch a guy that likes to dress up as a Nazi for fun in the face so hard that he moves to New York, we are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. You are not my people. Like, come and on. that's why they're terrorists. <laughs> yes. They punched a guy. Yeah. They it's punched funny a because Nazi. when you Google, like, how many people has Antifa killed, all you get are statistics about cops killing people. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, Antifa it's not crazy. Has taken it makes, over Google. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't know. This shit is just very frustrating and it's very tiring. And the most frustrating and tiring thing is that you're not allowed to get frustrated or be tired because it's a fight that never ends. Like mm. you just have to keep on fucking going and I I guess if I am recording this for any specific reason, besides just to kind of air out my viewpoint on everything that's going on, it's to give people a little window into why I feel the way that I feel. And mm. I've done it in bits and pieces throughout the show. I've done it in fits and starts, but now I am just fully unloading on you. Um, and that's why I put all the stuff about how to help up top. Cause I don't know if people are going to get through this whole thing. Cause it's, it's a lot, but that's why we talk about the stuff we talk about. That's why we care about the stuff that we care about. It's like mm. we live this shit. I live this shit. Like being not white in this country, your whole existence is a protest. Every day yeah. is an act of resistance. Not dying is like a victory. And it's just fucking garbage. It's fucking and bullshit. The worst part is there's no light at the end of the tunnel. No. Know? When something bad happens in like New Zealand, they take executive action and fix it and it's done with. I mean, the only thing uh, our leadership can take quick, decisive action is on is to like regulate Twitter, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, there, there's been no quick, decisive action over anything in the past 10 years. Yeah, it's... It's really, really frustrating. And I would also say that it's not just a Republicans thing, though, because even the Republicans are pieces of shit. Like, I mean, well, you live in a Democratic city, right? Yeah. Yep. Mayor's a Democrat. Everybody, I mean, it's a status quo problem. It's not a, a, a cross party lines thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. And it's really like a people in power versus the disempowered. I mean, right. The people in power want the status quo. The status quo is murderous and, mm -hmm. and vengeful towards people who aren't just straight white male. And it's, yeah, we see it all across the board. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting now uh, to watch all these like centrist trash politicians. Mm. Um, hey, there's another topic we talked about, centrist trash. Like, that's yeah. why it's important. Watching all these centrist trash politicians scramble to try and be like, yeah, maybe we should uh, dismantle the MPD. And it's like, you've had years <laughs> to make yeah. this stance. You've had years and years and years to think about making this point. And so few of you did think about it, and nobody, like, did anything. And How many cities did it take to burn? You yeah. Know? 
and even it's like you know just looking at it as like uh like you said we live in a quote-unquote like democratic or liberal city or whatever it's like but we're plopped right in the middle of a state where everything outside of us is like red country big same yeah so it's like what the fuck does it matter like these guys will literally come in come in from out of out state and try and shoot us like And that's the thing is that our governor was trying to portray it as like Minnesotans are good people and Minnesotans didn't do this. And it's like Minnesotans are not fucking good people. Like, Mm. and Minnesotans did do this shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes me um, think of like uh, when when you were talking about how on like the second night the police were nowhere to be found. I mean, it's times like that when you need something like Black Panthers, you know, yeah. On the street corners. Yeah. Making sure that people aren't setting buildings on fire and stuff. Right. But, you know, the powers that be dismantled all those organizations a long time ago. Yeah. And they created waged... power vacuums in urban areas. Yeah. And they waged a really long and crazy misinformation and black mm-hmm. ops campaign against the Black Panthers called COINTELPRO. You can look it up. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, that is how we got here. And even here right now, during this whole thing, there has been a completely insane misinformation campaign. Every level of media and communication is fully saturated with misinformation. Like yeah. the governor lying about things that are happening in the streets to Twitter and people on Twitter saying that there's KKK rallies happening, um, fake Antifa accounts telling people certain things are happening when they're not fake rallies organizes traps to arrest people. This shit mm-hmm. is all real and it's all happening here and it's all against the American people. So if you thought that wasn't a thing that could happen in America, good morning. It's happening in America. You know, it's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, how do we dig ourselves out of the hole? You know, I mean, you start by just, just taking shit apart, you know? And once again, that's why there are like valid forms of protests that incorporate like violence and destruction because certain things need to be taken apart sometimes literally. But I mean, the whole country is on fucking fire and even it's spread to the world. Yeah. People, people aren't going to take this shit, man. Yeah. I mean, the president was in a fucking bunker hiding. Yeah, that I mean, shit how, is crazy. How bad does it need to get yeah. before we have real change? Well, I th- I mean, the the thing that I find hopeful, initially I was not hopeful because I saw cops burning down a largely minority-owned business district in Minneapolis yeah. And I saw leftists cheering them on. Um, Mm. I saw a big setup and I saw a bunch of dumb idiots being like, yes, let's run to the setup. (laughs) But quickly, quickly, I saw I what I view as like a test of America and a test of the American conscious conscious. And I can say at the very least, I feel like people are responding better than the last one. Cause I would say the last thing that happened on a scale like this, that really tested the American conscious conscience. That's what I'm trying to say. Tested the American conscience was, I feel was nine 11 and nine 11 went so poorly that we are still suffering the effects and we are still suffering the fallout. 
9-11 happened and the American people not only consented, they happily consented to um, endless surveillance, uh, illegal, illegal search and seizure and jailing institutionalized racism now just like adding a whole new level to it like people just happily went along for the ride so at least with this people are not happily going along for the ride the patriot act really fucked us up and now we have george w bush denouncing trump on fucking twitter yeah (laughs) it's exactly so it's like i feel like even if Governmental change is hard to come by. And there has been a lot of change happening in Minneapolis. It's going to take time to see how much of it sticks and how much of it is meaningful. But we are seeing some seeds being sowed for things to change. But just the way that people are responding, the way that people are acting in response to this has actually given me some little tiny shred of hope for America. And I'm talking about the most people, right? Because there's still the crazies. There's still the the pieces of shit who just want cops to go around murdering everyone who's not white. And there's all that shit, you know, the Republicans. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even within the Republicans, there's people who are saying what Trump's doing is not okay. And, you know, yeah. this is not okay. There's even cops saying, like, this is not okay. Once again, saying this is not okay doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah. But shame they won't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. But it's at least like, it's at least giving me some tiny form of hope that like when faced with this challenge, it's not just going to be another nine 11 where everybody comes together for a week and then is like, you know what we should do? Fucking kill Arabs. Mm. <laughs> like at least people are coming together and saying, you know what we should do is try to end police violence. <sighs> yeah. I mean, how long has that war in Afghanistan been going on now? Jesus. Forever now? Yeah, basically. I mean, what what is America without perpetual warfare? Yeah. We're just we're just doing an extra war at home so we don't have to travel. It's work from home for COVID. So Yeah, I guess so. But mm-hmm. like I said, I have some some tiny shred of hope that yeah. things will, will change a little bit and I know for sure that we are going to keep having conversations about this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. we are going to keep talking about this kind of stuff because these are our values and we want to share them with people because I think that we truly believe that like we're on the right side of history in wanting people to have freedom and values and all the shit that they say America stands for, you know? And there are still children in cages three hours from my house. Yeah. And 1500 went missing just in the past few months it's insane and once again it's all these things are connected like you connect back to over policing and over detainment and having like why do we have detention camps anywhere in america like white supremacy yeah there should not be a single fucking detention camp in america we have so many prisons already and they just want more. We have too many prisons. We shouldn't have as many prisons as we have. Jesus Christ. But like detention <sighs> camps. Yeah. Imagine if they canceled the war on drugs. How much extra money every police department could have. Each police department could have their own flight of fighter jets if they canceled the war on drugs. Yeah. Well, that would, you know, that would require them to give a shit about the people who are addicted to drugs. And uh, no, not no. not yet. <laughs> No, there's no place in the government for empathy. Yeah. 
But that's a that's, direct quote from Candace Owens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh God. I would say Google that, but don't Google that. And it'll it'll give you a mind worm. The mind worm <laughs> will pop out of your screen and go into your brain. That is exactly what will happen. That is not even an mm. overstatement. Candace um, Owens, the mind flayer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Fuck. What a narc. Um, yeah, it's just like that's that's what this is about. And once again, to relate back to art, talking about video games and all this kind of shit, it's like I think most of the time when we have these discussions, we are just asking for some sort of empathy and some sort of humanization. Because that's what pushes these conversations forward, you know? Empathy makes the world go around. Everybody yeah. just chill. Just have some fucking empathy, you know? Like, that's like, what this is about. If you only care about yourself, you need to fucking stop. <laughs> yeah. Or just, like, not hang out with me. Go the fuck away. <laughs> well, I think the problem is the people who don't hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a goddamn shame. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, if you did, through all of this. I'm uh, depressed, man. Well. I don't feel any better about any of this. That wasn't the point. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think the point was to just drop some knowledge. And I can say now, as I've said before on Zero Brightness, in, in the creaky old man voice, and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs>